Liran Hirschkorn here, your host of the e-commerce mindset podcast. And this podcast is a recording of a webinar we held last week, all about advertising and logistics prime day strategies. We had with us on the podcast, Mansoor Narazi, our director of Amazon advertising and incrementum, as well as Ephraim Ausch of tactical logistics. We share strategies around how to manage advertising before, during, after prime day what you should do specifically based on your situation, deals, no deals, inventory, etc., as well as what to do from a logistics standpoint. So if you are preparing for Prime Day, and you should, it's going to be coming up likely mid-July, you'll want to listen to this episode. The video, for those that will want to watch it for the visuals, will be on our YouTube channel uh, soon within the next probably week or so on the Incrementum Digital YouTube channel. There's a link in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. The podcast is sponsored by Incrementum Digital. We're your growth engine for brands on Amazon, helping you scale with advertising, creative solutions, listing optimization. I'm really looking forward to what happens when Amazon overhauls the search uh, pages uh, utilizing AI. It should be really interesting, and I think we'll need to use new strategies uh, as that comes out, um, more to come on that uh, as we learn more about what will be happening on the platform. And the podcast is sponsored by 8fig.com. 8fig is your solution for growth capital as well as supply chain planning tools. Check out 8fig.com if you're dealing with the e commerce crunch, cash flow crunch that happens when you're scaling fast, you need to order more products, and you have not sold through all your inventory yet, you can check out 8fig.com. Enjoy this podcast episode. And we'll have another episode following this a really interesting episode about uh, scaling brands with Yoni Kuzminski um, that will be that I'll be sharing next. So look out for that. And uh, would love your feedback on the podcast or any recommended guests that you have. You can reach out to me on social media. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Um, okay, so this should be an exciting webinar on preparing for Prime Day 2023. We have with us Ephraim Ausch of Tactical Logistics, Chief Logistics Officer, as well as who's going to share. Ephraim has warehousing, I think, on the East Coast and on the West Coast, as well as handling your freight and logistics. We'll be sharing expert advice from past experiences in with Prime Day and also obviously being in the space for many years. And then we have myself and Mansoor from Incrementum Digital. Mansoor is the Director of Advertising at Incrementum Digital. Welcome everybody. If you have questions throughout the, you can use the Q&A. You can also type in the chat and if we see them, we'll answer. The Q&A is a better place because it's easier to see all the all the questions and answers. We're going to cover strategies around advertising. We're going to cover strategies around logistics, and we're also going to share stats from the past because you know the best way to to learn is to see the past and then try to make predictions based on what you past data around around Prime Day. So with that, let's get started. Prime Day is predicted to be in July. The date has not been announced. But we think it's going to be either this week of July or maybe the week after. It's usually Tuesday, Wednesday is usually how Amazon does it. So it'll be interesting to see when it is. But kind of rumors are that maybe around this period in July, we'll have to probably wait till it gets a little bit closer to get the, the announcement. Okay, let's cover 
some of the historical stats and look at the past sales. Global Amazon Prime Day sales in 2022 looks like this number says 12 gajillion sales, but this is this is what 12 billion in sales. It is 12 billion. 12 billion. I thought it was 12. I thought it was 12 gajillion. 12 trillion. Uh, I guess it's 12 billion in in 2022. Hopefully, all of us got a part of that, and we'll get a we'll get a part of that coming up in in 2023. Mansur, let's maybe you can walk us through a little bit of some of the stats yeah. around around Prime Day. So this graph shows the Av order value for Amazon Prime Day 2022. As we see, the average order value of 10 to 20 dollar that you see had the highest purchase which is 24 percent and it makes sense because of the price range and the lowest was more than 200 which four percent of the share of the purchase actually when i was looking at this graph one one thing that i was interested to see was what was the comparison of this compared to average purchase on amazon Unfortunately, I couldn't find any data about this to compare what is happening during Prime Day compared to the other days. But I'm guessing mm. it should be pretty similar and with increase in the sales of the lower price items. What do you think? Yeah, I think you probably see probably more at the bottom and more at the top, I would think, because I think people are waiting to buy deals on things like TVs, right? Especially products that Amazon is devices like Echo. And it'd be interesting to see maybe Amazon has the Astro, something I've been wanting to get on, on a prime day. It's a little thing that walks around following you with cameras and also also got, does a monitoring, can do monitoring of your house when you're not home for anyone and can be like your AI assistant, which is your physical AI assistant, which is cool. So I think probably you have, yeah, higher price products probably sell more. And then you have a lot of deals where there's just stuff like under 20 bucks that people are buying. So I would think both of those are a little bit a greater amount of sales in those in those areas. But yeah, we would be interested to would be interested to know what that compares to right. on a regular day. Okay, let's go to the next step. Percentage growth of Amazon Prime Day sales from sponsored ads. So yeah, let's so walk us through what we're looking at here. As you can see here, Prime Day 2022 had the highest growth, which is 263%. If you compare with other Prime Days, we were having this discussion with Leron that what is the reason behind this? Ah, let's see if we let's see if our attendees can can write in the chat why they think what they think while we're talking through this. So Prime Day 19, 20, 21 doesn't look like that much change. 22, huge growth. So be interested to see what you guys think is uh is the reason for that. So far, I don't have anyone in the chat. I see writing. Mansoor, what so Emil says COVID, but that's not. The complete answer. Inflation, not quite, not quite. Okay, Mansoor, tell us the answer. We think that the reason is that because of the pandemic and all the inventory situation that happened, all the sellers had many in-stock products and they wanted to get rid of all this in-stock because they are like they need cash flow. As a reason, in Prime Day 2022, we had better deals more discounts for to get the yep. customers to purchase so, more yeah 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 exactly so if you think about prime day 21 people didn't have enough inventory right things were selling so well they're like hey i'm not putting stuff on deals 
They didn't have enough inventory. They're not enough products. Ephraim, I'm sure something you saw during, from a logistics standpoint. Definitely. 2021 is like, everyone was like selling so well on a daily basis. A lot of them were running out of stock. We had a lot of stock outs in that few months of the summer. Okay. Makes sense. So stuff was selling really well, stock outs and not, so people were not putting stuff on deals. Why should I discount when I'm like running out of stock, right? 22 is almost the opposite story. 22 is I have too much stock. Is that kind of what you've seen? Yeah, because every, what happened was end of 2021, most people had their stuff stuck on the port or on the water. Everybody had at least 50% of their stock coming in way later than anticipated. So we had a crazy rush of containers coming in January and February because of that reason. So that makes a lot of sense. Everybody was overstocked last year in the winter. Right. So when you have overstock, what do you do? You say, hey, I'm going to take advantage of Prime Day to move some of this inventory. Even if I break even or I lose some money, I also have to think about what Amazon is charging me for storage fees and what I'm paying my 3PL for storage fees. So you really need to move inventory because essentially inventory is your money is stuck. It's dead money, right? Until it moves. And so that's why. So it'll be interesting to see based on this, what happens this year, because to some extent, I think this is also a challenging year. What do you think I find based on what you're seeing in terms of like orders and logistics? So what I think is going to happen this year is a lot of people were trying to get rid of last year's stuff because they paid so much money to bring in that product, right? So cost of product last year versus year, this year was way higher than this year because whatever's coming in now, you're paying 2000 1500 a container and your cost of product is way cheaper. There is still a handful of sellers that are still overstocked. It's gotten much better, I'm not going to say. So it's going to be a very interesting year to see what are people doing. Are people doing more sales? Sales overall is a little bit down over last year because maybe inflation or just people are not buying right. as much. So it would be very interesting to see what people decide. Are they doing more deals this year, even though their cost of product is cheaper? It might be make more sense for them because they could be right. more profitable, even though they're on a deal. Or people will scale back. It would be very interesting to see. But I think it would, people will probably double down. From what I see, we have inventory. A lot of sellers are right. anticipating a, a, a big push. And they're anticipating to send in a lot of product in time. Right. So yeah, I do think it'll be a successful prime day for a number of reasons. One, yeah, sellers are better stocked right now, which means they're more likely to do deals. Economy is a little bit more shaky. So they're going to want to, sellers will want to use this opportunity to drive more sales. And consumers will want to use this opportunity to buy deals because okay. again, again, economy will shake. You're going to use this opportunity to, to buy, to buy products. So I think it's going to be a good prime day. I don't think we're going to see the same growth we saw in 22 over the previous year, but I still think it's going to be, it's going to be a successful prime day. And we will see, we will be seeing deals, some strong sales for sellers this year. People do have stock. Somebody saying here in the chat, sellers are overstock in my opinion and desperate to move those stocks. It will be bigger discounts. Yeah, there's still, there, like you said, there are definitely still people that are overstocked. So we're going to put this on audio as well and put this on uh, a podcast. So for those that can't see the screen or are listening to this, 263% growth 2022 over 2021. Don't think it's going to be the same this year, but it should still, I think, a successful year. Let's move on to the next slide, Mansoor. Uh, yes, in this graph, what it shows is that Amazon Prime Day buyers changing their shopping behavior due to inflation in the United States in 2022. So it's Mansoor, let's interrupt this with a break for a quick poll, actually. Oh, yes, um, let's do it. Let's talk about what is your number one priority goal for those that are watching this 
for this year um, in your in Prime Day. So it's going to be a quick poll that shows up on your screen. Is it to launch a new product, move inventory, drive sales growth, or maximum profit? If you had to name one priority for this year, we'll let you have 20, 30 seconds to, and then we'll, then we'll come back. You have to stay on your toes here because you never know when a poll just might pop up and interrupt you during, during the webinar. Do we have, we have results of the poll? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, the results. Okay, so we have 60% is to drive sales growth. Number one answer, 20% to maximize profit, launching a new product and moving inventory, only 5%. So it seems like majority of, majority of people are looking to drive sales growth. Okay, so this is good because you get to see what other people are thinking if it's the same as you or not. Okay, let's go through this slide. In this slide, what it shows is that while people... While the growth was huge in 2022, people were more conscious about the products that they are purchasing before because of the inflation. For instance, 34% of people from this graph shows that they, I bought something I have been waiting to buy at a lower price. So they are waiting for lower prices. Or the second item, which is 28%, is passed on an item that was a great deal, but was mm -hmm. not necessary. So all the items that here we see is showing that people were thinking about the items that they want to buy. That could be because of the inflation. And it's going to be really interesting to see what would be these answers for 2023 Prime Day. Yeah, and it'd be, I think this year with the economy, you'll see probably more people doing some comparison shopping that day because I imagine Walmart and Target will be launching something as well. And again, because of the economy, I think people are more price conscious and will be doing some more. So I think this year is going to be similar, but even more holding on to buy and waiting to buy for Prime Day, which means we'll talk a little bit about what happens with traffic before, during, and after Prime Day. Let's go to the next the next slide. Okay, so Mansoor, walk us through the top category. In this slide, you are seeing the growth year over year for prime day for the categories and home garden and tools had the highest growth of 30 percent compared to 2021 beauty and health 26 percent food and grocery 12 percent and finally for electronics we had actually decrease in growth which is minus five percent compared to 2021 yeah very interesting 2021 was 2021 prime day in the summer or was it in october 2020 was in october right it was it 2020 was in october correct oh 20, 2021 or 2020 2021 i believe oh it was june 2021 was in june so just interesting because i was trying to think if you're comparing 22 to october then the reason why garden and tools would be like in the summer but it was previous year in the summer. So interesting. And also that electronics was a down, was a down category. So interesting just to see where was the greatest, where was the greatest growth? But it makes sense because like we saw in the earlier graph that the biggest spike of sales wasn't the $20 items. You don't have that much right. electronics in that. So that makes sense. Yeah, that make, it makes, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And food and grocery, are people really waiting for deals to buy food? Probably not as much. So you expect and also, kind of I guess it goes that. back to that slide that we saw about customers being more conscious about purchasing the products that they really need. 
probably electronics is not among those products that's mostly essential. For and how many, how many more Alexas do we need around the house really? Everyone, <laughs> right? Everyone has so many devices. Okay, let's go to the next slide. So what are we looking at here? This is, I think, a really important slide to help you help understand uh, and think about what your strategy is going to be. So Mansoor, walk us through the advertising metrics. And by the way, these metrics are based off our data from increment. We have, we believe enough data to have a statistical kind of what's called statistical significance to be able to understand overall what's happening on Amazon around impressions, clicks, and orders. So walk us through what we're looking at. Okay. The goal here is first to understand what is happening when we go closer to prime day and after prime. From there, we are going to come up with some kind of recommendations, what to do. Watching this table is last year, the prime day was on July 12 and 13. We have the numbers there. We have the seven days average daily of impression clicks orders from July 3rd to 9th. So that's our baseline, right? And that's our baseline. We are, we are having the average for those seven days. It's our baseline. And then we are looking at two days before prime day, one day before prime day and the prime days. As you can see here, it's very interesting that before, or some people might talk about reducing the spend before Prime Day, but if you look at the second row there, two days before Prime Day, we see increase in pressure, 16%, increasing clicks, 26% compared to previous seven days, plus increasing orders for 26%. So it shows that people, customers, go start browsing, start to looking for the products that they are looking for. Same thing happens for one day before Prime Day. Even the percentage goes higher. There is more traffic, more customers browsing because we are closer to Prime Day. And finally, for Prime uh, first Prime Day, we have day one, the orders go 308% up. Prime day two, 256% up. So what we're, seeing, what we're seeing is Prime Day one is better than Prime Day two. Right. Here. Prime day one is better than prime day two in terms of impression, almost three X, as you can see, compared to prime day two, which is 2.6 X. And inter same goes for the orders, three X for the orders on prime day one compared to prime day two. Let's, let's, uh, let's run a poll here of what did you guys see in your past prime day in terms of sales growth? Did you see similar sales? Did you see 2x, 3x, more than 3x? What did you see? And while we run that, so based on this, okay, so now that I know this, right, Mansoor, my question is, so what? So what should I do knowing this information? So if you, actually, if you can go to the next slide, it, is, it goes back to this point. So here you can see the graph. We have clicks, orders, impressions. We all know that during Prime Day, we got to increase the budget. We are going to talk about how much we want to increase the budget. We know there is more traffic there. But one thing that not all the advertisers or sellers pay attention is that two days before Prime Day, if you look at that minus one and minus two, means a day before, two days before Prime Day, we see that the spike in impressions and clicks. It means that the customers are there. But if you are looking at the same day, it goes back to how Amazon measures the sales attribution. You are not going to see the sales in that day, but later what customers do is that they find a product, they add it to cart and wait for prime day to come 
to see the deals and purchase the product. So that brings us to this point that you need to increase your budget for all of your ads to be more visible even before prime days, two, day, two days before prime days to make sure you are there when customers doing the research and they add to cart, they purchase during prime day. The final point here is that when they purchase, that purchase, that sales will get attributed back to the clicks. So if you go to your data, you will see that your sales goes up, your ACoS is good, but during the day, if you are looking, you might see, oh, the clicks are high, you are not seeing any sales, but in reality, customers will purchase during the prime day. Let's see the results of that poll. So we see, actually, nobody said normal sales, so that's good. We see 45% said about 2x sales, 36% 3x sales, and 18% said more than 3x. So that's an interesting kind of idea, maybe what you can expect this year, somewhere between 2 and 3x sales. Likely, you need to have some kind of deals or prime day exclusive discounts, something that is going to entice the buyer to shop. And I think that's a little bit of our messaging around what you should be doing is if you have deals, prime day exclusive discounts, for sure you want to increase the budget before prime day. You if And if you're going to look at just that day, you might be disappointed because you're going to see, I got a lot of traffic and clicks, but my sales are not really higher. People are waiting to check out. They're, they're going to want to come back to the cart. And this is you know how I see my wife shopping essentially like I don't see people using wish list so much, right? People are using the cart as their wish list, right? My wife will go in, she'll add five different things for my daughter that she wants to buy. Let's say it's clothing, and then she'll end up choosing two or three maybe, and she'll check out, right? But she adds it all to the cart because she wants to save it for later. And people are using the cart as their wish lists of things they're interested in that they don't want to forget about and come back to. So if those things have deals, they're going to entice the shopper much more to check out on those on those deals. Cool thing now that's happening too is I'm seeing more and more of my own Amazon Echo device is Alexa will tell me, I get an alert and I'm like, oh, a delivery came? And I get really excited, but no, it's not a delivery. It, Alexa is telling me there's a discount. There's a deal on an item you've, you've looked at or you've saved in your cart or Alexa is now giving you those things. So that's interesting too, to push more, more of those sales where Alexa is kind of help, helping. Essentially our general recommendation is for sure, increase the budget if you have deals. If you don't have deals, may not make sense to increase the budget before Prime Day because, because unless your price is already extremely competitive or something like that, but generally because people might browse, add your product to cart, they're looking to see if there's a deal. There's no deal. They may or may not buy. Mansoor? I just want to add a, another side note, which is good to know. If you look at, if you are checking your tacos even now for the Prime Day, you might see higher tacos before Prime Day for the, for two days that you are talking about. And the reason is that, yes, the sales attribution goes to Amazon advertising, but what is tacos? Tacos is spend divided by your total sales. And the total sales are just the sales that happened in the same day. So there is this connection with PC and when you are looking at your tacos in the business report, the sales happened in the prime day in the Amazon advertising dashboard, the attribution goes to the days that was clicked. So your ACoS might be high, but don't get, don't let that mislead you. Those clicks cause the sales that yeah. you are seeing kind of a prime day sales. I would say to some extent is inflated, not 
to that expect in terms of the A cost, because some of those sales are due to clicks from pre-product. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't know if we have this on another slide, but we, you and I spoke about this before. There's like a item in the metrics that nobody pays attention to that really is making the metrics look better than they are. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Let's, why don't we reveal that? Because this is something really important that people need to pay attention to when they're looking at their metrics. You're going to see a lot of screenshots about ACOS and all these metrics, but what are we not taking into account? Very important factor, which is our coupon code. So when Amazon reports any sales, it doesn't matter in your advertising dashboard in business report, Amazon doesn't take into account the coupon code. So in reality, your tacos is higher, your A cost is higher because that coupon code is not, you're you are calculating everything based on the price of the listing, not the discounted price. Right. So whatever discounts you have, you need to add it back right? To really calculate your true ACoS. And I don't think there's any tools that even does that. Maybe Monster, something we, we bring into our future dashboards yeah. that, we're, that we're working on. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Let's talk about the, the metrics. Again, this is our past data you see here on the screen from July of 22. What happens to click-through rate, CPC, conversion rates, ACoS? So we have a drop for CTR for Prime Day, for both of Prime Days. And the reason is that we have significant traffic. They go there and the reason CTR goes there because many people are browsing. So the clicks are even less. CTR goes down. It is pretty logical. For cost per click, we see increasing cost per click. And the reason is that all the advertisers and sellers start bidding higher, they have more budget, they are in budget more for the whole day. That is why we see this increase in cost per click. Now, if we look at conversion rate, is we see an increasing conversion rate, which is due to increasing traffic and because of the deals, people are purchasing more. And finally, ACoS is very interesting that sometimes we might think that ACoS should get lower we should have a lower cost. But as you see here in the chart, it is pretty consistent and steady because while the CPC goes up, since we have a better conversion rate, as a result, we see that steady cost and not that much change. Okay, let's go next slide. Okay, so let's talk about pre- Prime Day 2023, we're seems like a couple months away. Let's talk about what we're doing now ahead of the ahead of the Prime Day. Okay, let's talk a little bit about from the logistics side. Prime, maybe you can walk us through how we should prepare from logistics and what's what you're seeing right now happening in terms of shipping times and getting ready. So basically, there's we're going to talk about two ways how to look at it. One way is if you have your product here in the U.S. That's obviously the best conversation we'll have right now. And then we have people that are still in production or they're almost leaving China or anywhere where you have your product. So right now from importing from China to let's say LA, that's the fastest route. It's around two to three weeks on the water. So it give yourself around 24, 25 days from when it leaves till you actually have it in your hands. So what I would suggest is 
if your product is almost ready or it's being ready, try to have it here 30 days before Prime Day. So we're almost at that deadline. So I would say you have probably another two weeks max. The reason why I'm saying that because people think, hey, it's like stuff is not congested anymore. Screw, underwater is not congested. But once you get products here in the U.S., Amazon is still terribly disorganized with their receiving products. Worse than, I would say, even Q4 in a way for some locations, especially in the California area, where it could take a couple of weeks till you get an appointment to get in product into Amazon. So that's if you use, we'll go into that detail soon. And then once they receive it, that goes into FC transfer and that could take another two, three weeks. And we all know if somebody comes onto your listing on Prime Day and they says, hey, it's going to be in stock on July 29th, you're going to be hesitant to order. Hey, I want it today. I want it tomorrow. I want it next week. I don't want to wait two or three weeks to get my and product. You may not even, you may not even get that visibility in the search results. I just saw an article. I don't know why it just came out now because I think Amazon has been doing this for a while, but an article that's saying that Amazon is showing for sure in the search results items that are closer to you. So that customer is not even going to see your listing if the product is a longer delivery time. So what you're saying is we're on May 18th right now, really in the next 10 days, like by the end of May, you should have a, you should have the ship on the way out Exactly. Uh, in, right. in order to try to ensure that you are in stock. For right. Exactly. Exactly. And then the second thing would be, again, it really depends profitability wise. So if you have product that you could air in, air shipping is not crazy expensive right now. It's much cheaper than it was a year ago. What uh, is it? What is it per kilo? Do you know? About I just quoted someone DDP, it's around six dollars and change. DDP that means duties, delivery, everything is included. So that's a pretty good price for insurance, everything. If you look at FOB, it's somewhere in the three to four dollar range. That means you still got to pay duties and stuff like that. So either or it's not terribly expensive, but if your products are low margins, air shipping probably will kill you. That would be the fastest route to get it here. But we're going to talk more about C because that's the most economical way. So within C, right. you have fast boat and regular boat. Fast boat is not that expensive right now. It's pretty affordable. So if you could get it on a fast boat, if it leaves Shanghai, Ningbo, um, you could definitely get on a fast boat. If not, you could truck it in China to these two ports. These are the two main ports where you have fast options where it's around 11 to 12 days on the water, another two, three days till you pick it up. So it's around 15 days, 16 days, you can have your product. Um, Fine. What, what about, you know, there's a shift towards manufacturing more in Vietnam and India. For I'm not so familiar with the shipping times from there. Are you... So that's something that you do. And what are you seeing for like those other, let's say secondary countries people are importing from? I've seen Vietnam. Vietnam is ready for a while. Um, Vietnam is very similar to China. I think it added another three days. India is totally different. India is also pretty popular in the last couple of years, but India is closer to coming to East Coast versus West Coast. So East Coast is around 20 something days, I think 22 to 25. West Coast is around 35 to 40 days. So it's a big difference. The latest thing is I've seen a lot of movement from Mexico as well. So I've seen people, again, they're on, they, the capacity wise is much smaller. So if you have a smaller brand, probably Mexico might be a good option because getting stuff from there is a week. So once the mm -hmm. product is ready till you get over the border and everything, all your documentation is good to run a week. But that's basically what I'm what I'm seeing. But again, China's still dominating the import more than any country. But there are all these other countries are biting into it slowly. So we'll see who takes the biggest bait on importing. I'm also seeing people manufacturing in China and Vietnam, like where you need certain things to come out of China, they get shipped to Vietnam, the final product gets made there. There's also no duties out of there. And some components still have to come from China because it's just impossible to do it anywhere else. And right. it's a combination. So working on actually on a client's product right now, that's 
combination of countries. Okay, so this is important. So ship in the next 10 days, consider, see if it makes sense for your product. If, if you're still in production, you won't be able to get it out by ocean. Or if maybe it's a small inventory amount, right? That the price difference is not going to be that right. That uh, crazy. And the, consider the fast boat, right? It's a route to LA. Yeah, typically. it cuts down at least five, six days, at least maybe even more. So that could be a really good option. This, the last part where it's really important, what a lot, a lot of people don't realize is about if you're using a third-party carrier, where we're going to talk soon about, and it's leaving China, make sure whoever is your carrier that you schedule your Amazon appointment once it leaves China. Because if Amazon is backed up for three weeks, they won't give you an appointment for three weeks. Your opportunity now is the product is on the water anyways for two to three weeks. You might as well schedule an appointment on Amazon early in advance. Amazon allows you to book an appointment 21 days in advance. So for some locations, California, they're pushing out right now 14 days from now. So if you're being smart and you know your product is leaving the next 10 days, make sure once it leaves, like this, you know it's on the water. If you know there's not going to be any delays, don't book it when it's still in China. Right. Book it once it leaves. That would be the most seamless way you could have a product get in. It comes in, two days later, you deliver on Amazon, but your prime day is all set. So that's really important for anyone that uses a third party to deliver. Great. Do we have a poll on logistics? I think we might. I think we might have a poll. So yeah. So where is your prime day inventory currently? Be interested to get a, a polling here. Is it at Amazon in a three PL on a boat somewhere in China, or you might need to ask ChatGPT. If you need to ask ChatGPT, maybe maybe you need to watch this webinar again. Okay. Let's go to the next slide while we gather those, those results. Also for any questions, feel free to put in the, in the Q and A. Okay. If your inventory is already in the U S prime. So if the inventory is all, is already in the U S that's the best thing you could have start shipping them four to six weeks prior to prime day. So like that, if Amazon is backed up for three weeks to get in the product, or even if it gets received, getting through FC transfer, making sure you're in stock. I think four to six weeks is the- So, is the so about beginning of June, first week of June, you should be sending that in. Exactly. That's what, I, that's what I would suggest. Having product in Amazon for four to six weeks, sitting in inventory is not end of the world. Anybody that has a healthy Amazon business usually holds an Amazon at least four to six weeks of inventory. So I would say if you're planning to have deals, sales, make sure you plan that early in advance. And some Ari in the chat says the answer to his poll question is actually all of the above plus their own warehouse. So basically his inventory is all over the place. Amazon 3PL. Yeah. A chat GPT apparently. <laughs> he, said, he said all of the above. So what is, what is live? So here's the answer. We have 35% saying at Amazon, 12% in a 3PL, 18% on a boat somewhere in China. And a few people here have no idea and they want to ask chat GPT. So what is live unloads? What is, what does that mean? And talk to us about third-party carriers, Amazon partner carrier, basically you have Amazon picking up, right? Picking up the, do you suggest that or what is your recommendation? Especially when it comes to Q4 prime day, times when you have your seasonal product that you need to get in very, especially people that are seasonal or like a prime day is where you're not really predicting. You don't really know what your result is. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning. You went from having 10 days of stock to four days of stock overnight. That could happen sometimes. So Amazon partner carriers is the cheapest option. Amazon is really aggressively cheap on getting, using their carriers to get product into Amazon. The issue with that is how Amazon works is they come 
pick it up. They're more on time than they used to be, so I'll give them that credit. They used to not show up at all or show up mm-hmm. weeks later. But let's put it that way that they do show up on time. They pull up a trailer. They go into Amazon's FC, wherever they're delivering it to. They drop the trailer in their yard. And then Amazon will get to that trailer whenever they want. Um, that's how Amazon Partner Carriers works. UPS is a little bit similar. It's basically UPS picks up. They deliver to Amazon. They live unload the whole thing uh, or they drop it off there. And then it could take sometimes, I've seen two weeks, but let's say is, the average is, is, UPS, is UPS just small parcel or is it also small, small parcel, small parcel. small parcel. Yeah. So that's SPD and Amazon South Central. You'll see it as SPD. It's probably the most expensive route to use SPD. It is quicker than Amazon partner carriers. Usually what I would see the average, I would say it's four to five days. Once it gets delivered, it gets received. So that's an option. Then you have third party carriers where they are more expensive than Amazon cheaper than SPD in most cases. But the difference between a third party and Amazon partner carriers is that we are legally not allowed to drop our trailers in Amazon's yard. So we make an appointment. There's a website called Carrier Central. That's where third-party truckers make their appointments on Amazon. When we get the appointment, we go and deliver at that time. And they have to live on these. So sometimes Mm -hmm. we would wait there six, eight. I've had a story where the driver was there for 21 hours waiting to get offloaded. Those things happen, but at least they're not telling you to drop your trailer and leave. They're not allowed to do that. So they get offloaded automatically. Amazon has to, is forced to check it in and then receive it in as they offload the shipment. So the benefit of that is that if you're planning early in advance, hey, you, you speak to your trucker or your 3PL if they handle that, and they tell you like, hey, we have an appointment for the 20th. That's let's say on Saturday. I'm going to deliver on the 20th or on the 21st. That's when your appointment is at 8 a.m. You know that on the 20th or on the 21st, when you deliver within six to eight hours approximately, your product will check in and get received. So automatically, you don't run out of stock that fast because it checked in, it's received. But the only thing is why I'm saying four to six weeks is because Amazon FC transfers are lately taking way longer than usual. It's not peak season. It's not busy time for the whole first quarter of the year. And a lot of sellers, customers have complained that it's taking very long for Amazon to receive that regularly into inventory. So keep that in mind. Obviously, before Prime Day, there's going to be way more product coming in. If you're importing from LA, California area, obviously Amazon will be very congested in that area. So keep in mind, a four to six weeks, I think is a very healthy number to plan and get your products into Amazon. So that's basically the difference between Amazon partner carriers, SPD, and the third-party carriers, and what the what the key of live unloads are for. And that's something that you do, right? You can schedule right. that trucking. What's what's? Can you give an example? Let's say I'm, I'm sending in a full truckload. What's an example of maybe like a price difference between, let's say, an Amazon partnered carrier and a third party? And, and obviously, you have to pay for that time, right? The trucker is there six hours versus 10 hours. It's going to end up right. costing a little bit. So you don't know exactly. But what's like on average, let's say, for a truckload, maybe the difference somebody would see between Amazon and, let's say, your trucking? Yes, yeah, so I would say probably right now we charge, like locally, we charge approximately, we just lowered the rate. So we're charging now 695 a load, calculate some over some detention, maybe do it at 800, approximately that it cost you using a third party. Using Amazon, you're probably looking at 400, 450. So it's almost double. When you look at smaller pallet amounts, if you're not sending full truckloads, so that's our specialty because we have mm. over 500 brands in between it. Half of right. them, let they use our carrier, so we could consolidate truckloads. So right. they'll pay, 
they'll probably pay around 25%, 50% more than what Amazon charges them on a pile basis. So but if it's the still... difference between getting your product in for Prime Day or not, and you look at the per unit cost, exactly. likely, likely if you're coming down, if you have time, it makes sense to use partner carrier. If you don't have, if it's close, you should use the third-party carrier or at least compare the pricing and see what makes sense. Exactly. So I would say around 40 to 50% use us only around for our trucking. And then when it comes to Q4, it's more like 85 to 95% use us just because they don't want to risk Amazon not delivering on time or being delayed. They know they're going to run out of stock, so they want to be in stock. So that's something to keep in mind. Not always do you have to use it, but if you feel like you don't want to miss out on a certain event, you use a third party. Okay, great. Let's go to the next slide. Okay, Mansoor, talk to us about opportunities as far as promotions. So this is the key factor for Prime Day, having a promotion. Otherwise, they might even ask you to decrease your spend. Customers come there to look for a good discount. So make sure in advance you set up your lightning deals, coupons, or Prime exclusive deals. I don't know if you have that slide about the deadlines, but th these are something that you have to make sure you plan in advance, you set it up for the Prime Day. And also for Amazon store, you could create another version of your store and make it live for Prime Day. In that store, you can, that, that version would be specific to, for Prime Day with Prime Day deals page, with Prime Deals messaging. In the next slide, we are going to talk about those promotional messaging that you're allowed to use. Which And basically right now, it seems like definitely in the U.S., lightning deals, things like that, you can't, you can't schedule them anymore, but you can still create a Prime exclusive discount. That seems to be something in the past Amazon has allowed you to do until the day of Prime Day. So also this is something you can do like on the spot, even for the second no, if you want to add the discount, if you want to move more stock, you can also kill the coupon at some point if you're selling too much. So it kind of gives you a little bit more flexibility. And then it seems like in other countries around the world, I think the deadline may be like May 20th. Amazon says it's like mid-month. So check that. It could be like literally today or in the next day or two. So check if you're selling in other countries. And we want to talk a little bit about the different messaging you can have on your sponsor brand headlines or messaging around maybe sponsored display, like creative for specifically for Prime Day, what you can and what you can't. So then we'll talk about what you can do. You can't mention Prime Day. You can't mention, I, I think you can't say save $20, but you can say savings on X, savings on electronics, right? Things like that. Mansoor, maybe give us a, a one minute on this. Yeah, sure. um, the main thing here is that you can use all these messaging in your headline ads, which is great. And one thing that kind of you are not allowed to use is referring to any price or discount number, for instance, as you mentioned, $20, 50%. Here you have some examples of great bundle on anything, but anything you use here in your headline ads, you have to make sure it aligns with your discount. It aligns with your product. It's not like you're using these messaging and then customers click, go to the landing page. They can't see this savings or discount. They can't see this discount. So just be aware of what type of messaging you can use. And these are very pretty good. I would say they could increase click-through rate with mentioning to your discount, yeah. not just for Prime Day. Anytime, if you want to use, if you have a discount, be sure you are using So it. using something like great savings on th things like that kind of messaging, make sure you don't get your 
creative, creatives block. Price or savings must match the format on the page in the storefront. So if you put 20% off and you're sending to a landing page, it should have that 20% off Actually, on, this the, is, on the this page. Is the first point, sorry, Yaran, is most for yes. DSP because we can't use a price in the headline. Ah. That part is just for DSP. Then you're creating the custom creative and mentioning those discounts. It should be aligned with what you have in the landing page. Okay, great. Okay, this is mostly for DSP. Prime Day messaging is allowed on DSP if you're running deals. Um, this is on your off-site third-party sites driving traffic into Amazon using DSP. Let's go to the next slide. And some additional things that you could be doing using Amazon posts. You can create a post around the products that you're that you're run deals around. Uh, let's talk about sponsored ads once we're around budget. Okay, great. So as we showed you the graph, the traffic is there two days before Prime Day. That is why we recommend increasing the budget two days before Prime Day for 20%. You can decide based on your data, even from previous years, what to do that. But our recommendation based on the data we see is at least 20% increase in the budget. And for the, so the next point is really important. This is increase for budget for the products that you are planning to have a deal. If you don't have a deal, don't increase the budget because customers probably won't be interested. So everything we talk here is just for the products with a prime day deal or discount. Okay, great. Let's go to the next slide. Prime day itself. We're in prime day. Sit back and relax. Obviously, we know sellers are watching their store, watching their sales, watching your campaigns, right? If, if you don't have incremental digital managing your heads, I want to make sure you're watching watching your campaigns. If you are running out of budget, you may want to, and again, you might actually do this on purpose because you want to see how sales are and you might know that you're going to be on and to see if you want to increase your budget or not increase your budget during Prime Day. And the question also is what makes sense if you are running out of stock do you go to merchant fulfilled or do you shut the listing off we would say generally i would go to merchant fulfilled but maybe i would pull back on some of my ads or i would give a really competitive price to, to entice the buyers to still to still shop one of the one of the questions we have is around fbm so we'll cover that with the questions but if you're close to running out of stock maybe you kill the coupon that you have, right? The Prime Day coupon, maybe you kill it, maybe you end it. You could do those things live. And yeah, if you have a 3PL that does fulfillment for you, that's something you could do. Ephraim, is that something, do you do fulfillment as well? I don't do it like uh, as an official service. Like we have a sister company that we do that with, but like things like that, we always let our customers do that. Like our goal is you don't run out of stock, but if you did run out of stock, we're not going to screw your business. So definitely we let them convert to Merchant Fulfilled. Usually it's for a short period of time. We replenish right away. So it's maybe four or five days that we do that. It gives you an option that your listing doesn't go dead right away. It keeps the momentum a little bit. Obviously, Merchant Fulfilled is not going to be the same sales like Prime FBA, but it still gives you the opportunity to stay in stock. Okay, uh, next slide. And that's, yeah, that's great that you uh, that you do that. So it's awesome. So Prime Day itself, we're usually doubling budgets on Prime Day. Using sponsored brands, we feature products with, with deals. We use that promotional message we shared Early, we make changes to our store if needed to feature those products more prominently that do have deals. You can also create a deal page on your store, which will, which is dynamic essentially. So it only shows products that have coupons and deals on them. You can send the traffic to that page as well, or you can, as Mansoor said before, you can completely 
redo the storefront. Let's go to the next slide. So don't obviously, if you're low in stock, don't increase budgets. You're going to see a better ROAS for products with deals. But again, make sure you're adding back that discount and that you understand that the cost per click goes up, but the conversion rates uh, improve. Sponsor display is great to use for a variety of reasons, both to gather audiences before we're going to talk about for retargeting after Prime Day, but also to have more placements against competitors. The nice thing about sponsored display is if you have a coupon, it shows that badge on the sponsored display ad, which is different than obviously, which is different than let's say sponsored brand. Sponsored brand, I don't think it's showing that that coupon badge always. Amazon has tested showing pricing before on and off, but sponsored display definitely does. You get more placements and you can also do product category targeting. But again, your strategy there should depend on what your offer is going to be. Do you want to target the whole category? If you have a really great offer, maybe you do. But again, these are things hopefully you've also tested before Prime Day to see how those kind of targeting performs. Let's go to the next slide. Okay. And then the lead out from Prime Day. So what do you do after Prime Day? You're going to want to bring essentially, Mansoor, maybe you could talk a little bit about this, bringing your budgets down, but let's first go to Ephraim on the logistics end in terms of what you should be doing. I know we're running out of time, so I'll try to make it as quick as we can here. I would say is basically a lot of times sellers feel like, hey, Prime Day is coming up. Let me just send in as much product as I have, just in case I'm going to run out of stock. I would say, look at your past two years of Prime Day sales, how it looked like. Look at your last six months of sales and see how you could analyze that and make sure that, let's say, you got last year a 30% bump or 50% bump, like we saw earlier, 2X, 3X. Try to plan on that versus overstocking Amazon just because of the sake maybe I'll have good sales because it's going to really affect your IPI and your performance index in many ways. Plus, you might kill your profitability because if Prime Day is in July and your product is there for a couple of weeks, that means in Q4, you're going to have six plus months of storage if it didn't sell yet. If you don't know how fast you're going to sell it, and then if you can look at the Amazon storage surcharges that just went effect in April 2023 is that it really gets significantly expensive on storage. So these rates, what you see here is on an average pallet. Amazon goes by cubic feet, but I would say an average pallet is around 68 inches high. So it's 48 by 40 by 68 inches high. That's like an average pallet. And the 3PL, like nobody really maximizes the 72 inches on the dot. So I made an average from what we have on our data. And this is basically what you're paying per month for storage. So if you look at peak season and then you look over 181 days, you're starting to see you're paying like 250, $300, $400 for a pallet of storage. That could eat up your profit from that whole pallet plus your product to sell well. So keep that really in mind when you send them product, base it off something. I understand maybe you want to, inc let's say last year you were up 30%, you want to up at 10%. Yeah, but do it conservatively. That makes sense. And you don't fall into a problem where you have to do a removal order or you're really overpaying a lot on storage where you're killing your profit. Obviously, Amazon will be a little bit better to send in product to drip feed right after Prime Day because that's when it really slows things down again. So keep that in mind. Maybe on Prime Day, you already see what your sales trend is. You place an order right away with your 3PL or in your own warehouse, just create another FBA, try to get in as soon as possible so you can keep that rhythm going, but don't oversend product. Excellent. Let's go to the next slide. Well, after Prime Day, you want to think about your Q4. You want to bring back those budgets, right? Back down to yeah, where they were the before slide, before Prime Day. Okay, let's go to the let's go to the next slide. But you know, what I want to mention is you want to think about your Q4 orders, obviously. And inventory and let, yeah, let's talk about the final 
slide of what happens here after Prime Day. So of course you are going to adjust all the advertising budget to pre-prime day, make sure we bring it down. And all of a sudden you don't see crazy stuff going on because you forgot to decrease your spend, readjust sponsored brands. If you are featuring products with discount or you have changed your headline copy or landing page or anything, any promotion messaging that you are using, make sure fix them, readjust them because now they are not aligning with your coupons, with your deals. You don't have any deals anymore. Increase budget for sponsor display for remarketing and purchase remarketing and retargeting. Because if you have a consumable product, all of a sudden, all these customers that came to your listing, they viewed or they purchased, you have a good base now. You, you can target those audiences, cross-sell or sell the same product after a certain date, right? Based on your product, if it is for 30 days, you can start targeting them after 30 days. Or you can cross-sell, show another product of your, product of your brand to those audiences. It is really great to make sure you are strategically taking advantage of the sponsor display. There is one point that it's not here. In some cases, it might really make sense to decrease even your bids or decrease your budget even more than what you had before Prime Day. Because even in the graph, if you go back later to the recording, you will see that ACOS shoots up. The conversion rate shoots down because people purchase everything that they wanted, they plan to, for seven days from, they are not doing anything. So you see lower conversion rate. It might be really smart to do some changes to make sure that you are not having the higher tacos for next seven days after the prime day. Great. Okay. And then we had one question. If you have any questions, I know we're past time. So appreciate everyone staying on board. We had one question about FBM. And the question is, what strategy would you suggest for clients that have mostly FBM products? I have some thoughts about it. Mansur, do you want to share your thoughts? So we know how important it is for customers to get the product as soon as possible. So my recommendation would be that you have to look at your category and what is your offer in Prime Day compared to other competitors. If your offer is the same offer, but they have the FBA, you're not going to do good. And customers probably are going to spend money. Customers will click on your ad. They will come to your listing, but they won't purchase your product because of the delivery that you have, unless you have a good offer. So I won't give any absolute answer. I would say, look at the category, what is happening in terms of the deals, look at your offer and see if you can make those sales or not based on that, make a decision. A general rule is that probably your conversion rate would be really low. Yeah. So I agree with what you said. If, the, if you're selling furniture and everybody is FBM, you're going to be fine. Run the same strategy as everything we spoke about. But if everyone is FBM, you're FBM, you should not be as aggressive or you got to have an amazing price or something to entice people or an amazing product with crazy amount of reviews that people are still going to buy. I'll give you an example. I buy a product consistently that's FBM, but it's only available at FBM. It's a liposomal vitamin C that absorbs better in the body, but it's stored in a fridge. So it can't be stored at Amazon. The company ships it directly. It's cold. And so I have no choice, right? So if I look at the competitors in that niche and they, all of them are FBM, then that's the options that I have, right? And those in those situations, I would be as aggressive as everybody else doing FBA. Ephraim, how can people get in touch with you to talk further about logistics? 
freight so warehousing they could reach me on linkedin or on my email to tactical logistic without the s.com and that's the easiest way how to get me to get in touch with me or you can reach out from our website the contact us page goes directly into my email so i won't miss that okay great so we have it up on the site here tactical logistic not plural tactical logistic.com you can reach out on the website or follow a frame anyway he puts out great content on linkedin mansoor as well has been putting out amazing content on linkedin sharing lots of information around around advertising you can reach us incrementum digital to talk about advertising listing optimization we also have a seller operations dsp you can reach us on our website incrementumdigital.com you can follow myself mansoor on linkedin facebook various social media channels instagram as well, Incrementum Digital. We're putting out a lot of content there as well as YouTube and LinkedIn. So thank you very much, everybody, for participating. And for those who watch the replay, if you have any questions, feel free to get in touch with us. And we look forward to seeing you on the next webinar and have an amazing Prime, Prime Day coming up. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you.